You're listening to Sort of Spiritual. Not too long ago, I never would have called myself a spiritual person. But in the past few years, I've gone from being broke, sick all the time, feeling trapped in a job that made me miserable, to easily building a six-figure business, finding the most incredible partner, and creating the freedom to live my life. And along the way, it looks like I've become sort of spiritual. In this podcast, I'm going to bring you the most impactful tools and lessons I've found for personal and spiritual growth. In season one, we're diving into human design, my favorite tool for self-awareness, easy alignment, and the catalyst behind my massive life upgrade. I'm so grateful you've chosen to join me on this journey. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Reflector Part 2 episode. I hope you loved last week's episode on Reflectors. If you celebrate Christmas, I know we're coming up to that. This is going to be the last episode before Christmas, so wishing you a very happy Christmas. I'm flying to Vancouver tonight to spend the holidays with my partner and his family. He's gone out there already a couple days before me. We're going to go up to Whistler this week, which I'm excited about. I've never been there before. I lived in Banff for a little while in the mountains in Canada also, different Uh, province, mind you, but so beautiful to be around the mountains and the snow. So I'm so excited to go up there and see Whistler. I am not going to be partaking in any winter sports. They are not my jam. I used to snowboard growing up. And one time I bruised my tailbone so bad at the beginning of the season that it hurt to sit down until June of that year. So a couple hours of snowboarding, which is not my favorite anyway, for potentially six months of pain is not the exchange that I am looking for. So I'm going to drink some hot chocolate, maybe some mulled wine. We'll see, (laughs) see what I can get my hands on. Surely there will be no shortage of Christmassy drinks and food. And speaking of food, I am going to attempt some gluten-free Christmas baking. So wish me luck. I started working with a functional medicine doctor a couple of months ago to help with some gut issues. And it turns out I have an immune response to gluten, which I was not super thrilled to find out, but here we are. So this is my first holiday season, not eating all of the shortbread cookies or my mom's famous cranberry pecan coffee cake. So I'll let you know how the gluten-free versions of these things go. I'm not celebrating Christmas with my family until the new year because my brother who lives out West is coming home. And so we do a whole extended family Christmas thing. So that'll be really lovely to see all them, but I'll be in Vancouver for the actual Christmas this year. But enough about the holidays. This episode is is all about reflector strategy. What does it mean to wait a lunar cycle? What do you do when you can't wait a lunar cycle? Because obviously we're not able to wait a lunar cycle for every single decision we make. We're going to get into reflector environment, reflectors and work, reflectors and health, and what reflectors actually do reflect because they don't actually reflect everything. And of course, I have a cheat sheet for you. If you didn't download it already, you can go to sortofspiritual.com slash reflector, and that will give you access to the reflector cheat sheet as well as the entire cheat sheet library, which will have all of the cheat sheets for all of the types, as well as the lines, the gates, the planets, the centers, um, authorities. I forget what else I have up there, but you'll get access to it all. But let's get into today's episode. The strategy of a reflector, the least logical or easy to understand, right, is to wait a lunar cycle. And this obviously isn't going to be for every single decision. Some decisions aren't going to make sense to wait a month to make. But as much as possible, when there are decisions that you can wait to make, 
wait a lunar cycle or longer if you need to to get clarity. And if you think about it, it helps you to see things from all sides. I cannot remember where I got this analogy from. I assume I got this from someone else. I don't think this is my own. But if you imagine how the moon would see the earth as it orbits the earth, right? So if you're the moon above the earth and if you're above this massive part of Asia, like the continent of Asia, you might look at the earth and be like, oh wow, the earth is completely just land. And then you might transit a little bit more and be over the South Pacific Ocean and think, oh wow, this earth is just ocean, it's just water. Or you might be over one of the poles and think, oh wow, this place is completely frozen, it's just white. So as you are going around the earth, you're going to see it from very different perspectives. And as you see these different perspectives, it gives you a fuller picture, right? It's very different to completely go around the earth as the moon and see what the earth looks like from all angles as opposed to just having a singular snapshot. It gives you much more information. So that's the idea with waiting a lunar cycle. As you go through the entire lunar transit of the human design gates, you'll experience different perspectives. As you're experiencing these different perspectives and these different kind of environments, going into different environments and soundboarding, so bouncing ideas, talking things out loud with your trusted listeners, it will help you come to clarity over time. And I talk about this more in the authority episode, so if you want to go listen to that, I go into more detail about the authority, which for reflectors, the authority and the strategy is one and the same because it's waiting a lunar cycle. I got a question from a reflector in my free Facebook group. So if you want to join the group, there's a link below about what do you do as a reflector if you can't wait for the full 28 days, which is such a great question. And there are a few different ways that you can approach this. If this is something that's just like an instantaneous decision that you have to make, just make whatever decision is going to feel best. If you can take some time where it's almost like an emotional authority where you can give yourself time to sleep on it or you can give yourself a couple of days, take the time. Take as much time as you can. And remember the idea of the moon orbiting around the earth, right? We're seeing things from different perspectives. So talk it out with a few different people if you can. Experience your energy around different people. Experience different environments. So how do you feel about it when you're alone? How do you feel about it when you're with the people you work? How do you feel about it when you talk to your family about it? You know, tap into kind of as many different environments. So it's potentially getting different perspectives and mimicking that experience of transiting the lunar cycle. It's not going to be the same, but if you can get a feel for what something is going to be like in different environments, and by environments, I more so mean the environment that you're in. So it's not like you have to go to different physical locations, although that probably will be a part of it. But like I said, like the environment of people around you. So talking it out with your family, talking it out with your partner, talking it out with a friend, talking it out with a work colleague. You have these different energetic inputs that might help you to get a more rounded idea, a fuller perspective of whatever the decision is that you're making. If you're making a decision that has to do with an environment, so if you're deciding on a job and you need to immediately decide on the job offer or you have 24 hours to accept the job offer, what does it feel like when you're in the presence of these people or in the environment where this offer is going to take place? Like if you're going to be going to work at an office or a specific location, how do you feel in that environment? Do you feel good or not? And so it's more of following your feelings, but as much as possible, if it has anything to do with being in a physical location or being in a specific environment or being around a specific group of people, how do you feel around that group of people or in that environment? 
Journaling is also something that can be helpful to help you make decisions a little bit more quickly. Again, with that same idea of seeing things from different perspectives, of getting things out. And that might be something you could even try of going to different locations and journaling about it to see how your journaling changes when you're in different environments and around different people. So something for you to experiment with, but it's mainly going to be going with your intuition of what feels best. Another thing about reflectors in business, especially if you have your own business, I talked a little bit earlier about my friend Becca from HD Undefined, and she recently just did a little mini rebrand in her business, and she's done quite a few of them this year. She constantly refreshes it, but give yourself the permission to be variable, to change things, to change your brand, to change your offerings, to allow yourself to flow with what feels good and what feels right in the moment. Also, taking time to make decisions in your business, right? Not rushing things, allowing things to unfold. And another piece of reflectors in business that is that I think came up with my friend Jess when I was on her podcast, the Launch Fix podcast, is reflectors having an application process when people work with them. You are going to be reflecting people. So if you're going to be working with a group of people or with people one-on-one, there needs to be some sort of application process or interview process. And I mean, there doesn't need to be, but I really think it is something for you to consider if you're a reflector working directly with people to get a feel for the energy of who you're going to be working with before you choose to accept them as a client. In that same vein, it can be really great if you're looking for a new job to have time to spend in that environment where like you can do some sort of a shadowing thing or if you do an interview, you physically go to the location to interview so you can feel things out before you have to make a decision. It can be really great for reflectors to wait to be initiated into big life decisions. So new jobs, marriages, big moves, that kind of thing. However, it is really important for you, again, to find the right environment. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit. Over time, when it comes to making decisions and knowing, there's often this sudden knowing when something is right. So it's like you go through this lunar cycle and then it just comes to this feeling of, yep, this is the right thing. Or often the decision will just completely disappear from your awareness. And it's like, oh yeah, I completely forgot I wanted to do that thing. That's a pretty good indication that it wasn't your thing to make a decision about. It was probably something that you were reflecting from someone else or from some sort of transit. The most essential decision for a reflector is where to be. And something that can be helpful is to learn your profile. This is, of course, helpful for all types, but this is especially helpful for reflectors to really understand your profile. And if you don't know what your profile is, it's the sort of fraction looking number. So it'll be like a one over four or a five one or a three five or something. So that's what I mean by profile, but learn your profile, understand your profile. I did a episode on lines, so you might want to listen to the lines. So if you're a three five, the line three and the line five are going to be helpful in understanding your profile, but understanding that as a reflector is good because it's a bigger part of your pie than the profile is for other types, right? Because you don't have definition. Asking yourself the question of who am I today? So this is something that you can ask yourself as a reflector and allow yourself to experience that surprise and delight. Your identity is revealed through the rhythm and the flow of the lunar cycle. So allow yourself to ask and check in and discover who you are. And that's where the surprise can come from. It can be really fun and it can be really delightful if you're not attached to being a certain way. And I want to talk about this as well, that a reflector is not actually here to reflect everything and everyone. You will reflect what creates definition in your design. 
So you don't reflect everything in the community. You reflect what forms definition in your specific body graph. I will put an example of this in the reflector cheat sheet, which you can get at sortofspiritual.com slash reflector. But if you have gate 64, let's say, what will create definition and what you will reflect with gate 64 is the opposite in the channel or the electromagnetic gate, which is gate 47. So you wouldn't reflect gate 64 because you have gate 64. You would reflect gate 47. That would create definition. If you had 47, you would then have the head center and the mind center defined. So the reflector will reflect the opposite of what their gates are. Moving on to the environment. So I've mentioned this a few times, but the right environment is key for reflectors. It is a key for your well-being and your happiness. You are really meant to exist as a part of the community, in the heart of the community, and you also need to be free to move through your environment and free to leave it when it no longer suits you or you can't really do your job as a reflector anymore if you're not feeling good there as a reflector anymore. And it's not necessarily about participating in the community. It's more about the energy of it. So if you find the right community and move in, but you don't go out to parties or knitting clubs or something, I was just watching some cheesy Christmas Netflix movie and there was a knitting club, um, you would still feel good because you're around the right energy. All reflectors have an undefined G-center because they don't have any definition like we've gone over. And there's this theme with undefined G-centers that where you are means everything. Your environment is so important when you don't have definition in the G-center. So it's not so much about your house that matters, Although your environment is important, so being somewhere that feels good is important, but for reflectors, it's the community your house is in especially because it's all about the collective energy, right? It's about the program, the transits, how they're affecting the people and how you're reflecting all of that. There's also something to note that the more impersonal the environment is, the more impersonal you are as a reflector. So if you live in a big city where no one knows each other, you're going to have more of an impersonal energy to you. Whereas if you live in a small village where everyone does know each other, everyone's in everyone's business, you're probably really gonna be in everyone's business and know what's going on with everybody as well. When a reflector moves, it can be cataclysmic, right? Like earth shattering for them. It can totally disrupt your entire life for better or for worse, depending on what kind of community you're going into. So be mindful when you're moving as a reflector and make sure that the place feels good that you're moving to. Take your time. This is where we do want to definitely respect that 28-day lunar cycle because it's a big thing as a reflector to move. Okay, clearing out energy. I think energy work is important for all of the types, but you are amplifying a massive amount of energy. I like the idea of reflectors being amplified energy beings instead of non-energy beings because it's so true. You're amplifying nine centers worth of energy. So it's essential for you to have space or practice to clear out your energy. Although you do have this aura that protects you like we discussed, you do still want to take care of your energy. Reflectors need consistency, but you don't want to become too dependent on the energy of other people. Having consistency in your life as a reflector is great because you are going to have so much variability in yourself. Having some consistency in your environment and your community is helpful, but you don't want to become too dependent on the energy of other people. So it's important to have relationships that are consistent in your life, whether they're romantic or friends or family or work. You want a level of consistency, but not dependency where you have to be around these people all the time. So you wanna make sure that you're clearing out your energy so you're not constantly just amplifying the energy of the people you're around all the time. You can Google ways to clear energy, look them up on YouTube, read books, whatever. There's lots of cool ways to do it. If you have great energy clearing hacks that you love, send me a DM on Instagram, right? I always love to hear about different ways that people are doing this kind of work. It's so fun to learn. 
as a reflector, you want to understand energy input that you have or that you're receiving. So some things to pay attention to, you want to understand the energy of the people in your life, what definition they have, how they are conditioning you. You want to understand the energy of the moon, of major planetary transits. Those are more important than any other type for you to know. And just to give you a little heads up on some of the planetary transits that have happened recently, currently we're in the middle of all being kind of defined as manifesting generators, where the nodes have been in the 3420 gates, creating this channel that makes manifesting generators since September, and will continue to be there until mid-April 2022. So this is a pretty long transit that is going to really affect your energy as a reflector. So it'd be interesting to see if you've noticed this or if you've felt anything different. Maybe you're starting up a bunch of different projects or you're feeling very charismatic or you have a lot more energy than usual. So just some different things to notice and not only to notice in yourself, but to notice again how everyone else is experiencing the program. Another one that I think is over now, I'm not sure if there's a retrograde involved, so I'm not sure if it's coming back. I'd have to look into it more, but the 6124 channel was defined for quite a while. So everyone's head and mind centers were defined for quite a long time. I can't remember how long that transit lasted, but it was a while, like many months, perhaps years on and off. And I remember earlier this year, the 3955 channel was defined. So everyone was experiencing that emotional energy for a while. So it can be really interesting just to pay attention to the transits. And if you're looking at a good place to start, again, I love Karen Curry. I mention her all the time, but check her out either on her Instagram or on her YouTube because she does, I think, weekly transit talks or like celestial weather reports or something. So she's a great person to learn from. She's been doing human design for a long time. So I'll link the transit stuff below if you want to have a look because yeah, it can be helpful to learn that way because it's a lot to dive into if this is something that you're new to. If you are someone who menstruates, I definitely recommend understanding the energy of your cycle because if your hormones are a little bit out of whack or if your cycle's out of whack, it can create a lot of variability in who you are. If you're someone, again, if you're a person who menstruates, you naturally are going to have variability throughout your cycle and you might really be struggling as a reflector with feeling very different throughout the month and trying to figure out like, which gate is this or is this the moon or is this channel? And it might actually just be your individual cycle. One of my favorite books on this topic is called, I believe it's called In the Flow by Elisa Vitti. I'll link it below because it can really help you to understand the different themes of the different phases of your cycle. And so learning what phases of your variability have to do with your menstrual cycle and what have to do with the moon or the planets or whatever, I think can be really helpful to understand that. I also like to recommend understanding the energy of the seasons, right? So this isn't an official human design thing, either is the menstrual cycle thing, by the way, but just as things change, as energy changes, I think it's useful to pay attention to that and to know that there's different themes with different seasons and allow those to be worked into your energy. The needs and wants of a reflector. So you need to go deep, right? Surface level is the worst and you can experience so much and see so much and feel so much. You don't want to just exist on the surface. That's not fulfilling for a reflector. You need stability or consistency in relationships and environments. You need people and places that you feel good in. You need to spend time alone as well as with other people. Both are important having that balance. You need patience for yourself and you also need other people to be patient with you. You need trusted listeners, many trusted listeners, preferably more than one, and you need a sense of flow with nature and the planetary transits or the cosmos. 
you also need people who will let you talk. So if you are a reflector or know a reflector, reflectors can talk a lot. One of my friends on Instagram, I always find it really funny with her stories because she'll have these, like, you know when people post a lot of stories and the little, like, ticks at the top become dots because there's so many of them? And, like, that's her so often. Reflectors really can talk a lot. And I think it's so great and I love it. So if you're a reflector, if you have one in your life, give yourself the space to get it out without advice or opinions. It can be really helpful for you as well to tell someone, hey, I just need to talk this out. I don't want advice. I don't want your opinion. I just need to share this. Like, I just need to get this out right now. And if you're on the receiving end of this, ask the reflector, like, what else? Or tell me more. Or, oh my gosh, that sounds great. This is interesting. Keep talking. Give them that space to let it all out. Reflector conditioning. So this is a little bit interesting because as a reflector, you are born to be conditioned, right? Your soul chose this journey for you in the human design sense of conditioning. But I want to talk about conditioning in terms of like behavioral conditioning or negative conditioning that you may have received. You are often conditioned to take things personally when nothing is personal for you. And this is kind of like a weird thing about a reflector. And by weird, I mean cool, like with all the love in the world. That to a degree you are we, right? You reflect the people around you. So nothing is personal for you. If someone thinks that you're being grumpy, it's not you, it's the environment and quite likely them. If someone thinks that you're being one way or the other, again, it's what you're reflecting. So nothing is personal. There's also conditioning to find yourself, right? And you're not here to find yourself. You're here to find the we, but the we isn't you. So it's this weird thing where you need to actually find the right place not to find yourself. You're here to be in this constant state of discovery, right? That surprise. Allow yourself to be surprised by yourself, to discover yourself. You're often conditioned to rush decisions and to move faster than you're meant to. And you tend to be quite conditioned by the Open G Center, which we talked about a little bit earlier in the sense of attaching to people's potential as opposed to what's actually happening. But you can also be conditioned by this whole idea of who am I? Who can I find to love me? Who's going to love me? Where am I going? And it's not really about that for a reflector. It's finding the right place, but it's not like, where am I going next? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Some fear is a reflector. So there's definitely a fear of being invisible or not being included, not being seen finding the right people or the right environment, right? There's a fear that you're not going to find that or experience that. There's a fear of always being disappointed. There's a fear of the people around them. And it's not the fear of the people per se, but it's amplifying the fears of the people around them. So the fears that you experience as a reflector are quite likely the fears that people around you are experiencing or that the collective are experiencing. And then small talk or living on the surface. That's not a fulfilling life. When we talk about health and reflectors, you need healthy people around you. If you are in a healthy community, you are far more likely to experience health. If you're around people that are taking care of themselves, you will have that same level and quality of taking care of yourself as well. You definitely need an environment that feels right to you. (laughs) How many times have I said that? But it really is so important. You need both quality and quantity of rest. So like other variable energy types or open sacral types, having good rest, having quality rest, and enough of it is essential. And giving yourself the time that you need, clearing out the energy that other clearing out the energy of others and doing energy work. We talked about that a little bit, so that's helpful. 
and being mindful of pressure, right? We talked about how you exist in this pressure system. So you want to be mindful of pressure and do what you can to release the pressure that you experience instead of trying to like do things and get everything done to release the pressure because that's never going to happen and it's not healthy to be living with pressure all the time. When it comes to sleep, just like the other open sacral types, you want to lie down before you're exhausted. You want to go to bed at the first sign of being tired or before being tired and give yourself lots of time to wind down before you need to sleep and sleep alone whenever possible, especially in your own room, if you can, if it's something that feels right to you. You know, I'm a manifester. I'm also meant to sleep alone. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. So whatever, test it out for yourself. See what feels good for you. When it comes to work and reflectors, you are not here for a typical work career job. You need one that supports the cycles of rest. You need a work environment that feels good and you need space to take your time. Now listen, if you're in a regular sort of corporate office job or something and you have the most incredible team and you love it and you feel great, perfect. I'm not gonna tell you that you can't do something like that. You can do anything that you want, but it really is about being somewhere that feels good to you. Also having work where you can really use your awareness, your senses and your empathy are great you're going to be a barometer for the workplace. So more than anything, you need a healthy work environment. If you work somewhere where everybody hates their job and hates the company, you will also become that way fairly quickly. And if you work somewhere where none of the employees take good care of themselves and everyone works through lunch and they're all sick and complaining about everything, you're also going to become that. So you want to be really mindful of working somewhere that has a great work environment because again, you are like the barometer here. You can also be great at facilitating groups. That's a major strength of reflectors because, again, you can understand what's going on. You can reflect the energy of everybody and have a deeper understanding of what truly is happening in the group. And you want somewhere that allows you to go a little bit below the surface, right? So that theme of going deep is present all throughout for reflectors. Okay, that is it. Thank you so much for listening to our second episode on reflectors. You can download your free reflector cheat sheet at sortofspiritual.com slash reflector that will have some great reminders in there for you, some prompts for you. And please share this episode with your reflector friends, share it with other people who are into human design so that we can all better understand and support the reflectors in our lives. And thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate you being here. I so appreciate you spending this time with me. And I will see you next week for the last type of the type series, Manifesting Generators. So that will be coming out next week. And I will see you then. Have a lovely week. <laughs>